Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another week of The Daily Oz, last day of January, hitting you up on a Monday morning. My name's Sam, and joined by Zara. Welcome to the news for another week. Zara, let's start off by taking everyone through the day's headlines, and then we're going to talk about a new variant. I know, it's already time. We're going to do it. Yeah, it seemed like there had been a bit of a lapse in the news cycle, so time for a new variant. But before then, yesterday the New South Wales government announced some relief for small businesses across the state. There was $1 billion announced in a support package, and that's for businesses that have been affected by the latest Omicron variant outbreak. Businesses with an annual turnover of between 75000 and $50 million, so quite a bit of a range there, and a decline in turnover of at least 40% during Jan, will be able to receive a payment covering up to 20% of their weekly payroll. And that is being funded entirely by the New South Wales government. The federal government hasn't this time split the costs in half. North of the border and yesterday the Queensland government announced its back-to-school plan with students returning to school on the 7th of Feb. High school students and staff will be required to wear masks and are strongly encouraged for students in years 3 to 6 to put them on as well. Students will not have to do weekly rapid antigen tests. However, test kits will be supplied to students who develop symptoms at school. Over to international news now, and North Korea has fired its seventh missile test launch this month, and it's believed actually to be the biggest missile tested since November 2017. Japan, South Korea and the US have condemned the launch. And today's good news, the Women's Ashes is taking place at the moment and it's a thrilling contest, but Australian cricket player Elise Perry has become the all-time leading run scorer in the competition. Perry overtook former English cricketer Charlotte Edwards' record of 1,534 runs. She did that in 39 Ashes matches across the T20, one day and test formats. Over the weekend, Australians found out that a new variant of COVID-19 touched down in the community. Before we all freak out, it's not a new variant in the same way that Alpha, Delta and Omicron are, but rather it's an offshoot of the Omicron variant. So that's why we're going to refer to it today as a sub-variant. And it's been given a few nicknames, including Omicron's sister, Omicron's brother, with the most popular son of Omicron. But the strain's actual name is much more boring, and it's assigned by the World Health Organization as BA.2. Speaking to the Today Show on Thursday last week, Professor and Epidemiologist Nancy Baxter from Melbourne University explained that they call it the son of Omicron, but it's more of a cousin. It's a variant related to Omicron and it's spreading. We're particularly seeing it in Denmark. We don't know if it's going to be a problem yet. Let's just take it all back to the beginning because it feels like every month there is a new variant and we don't want to freak anyone out. So when did the World Health Organization actually find out about the son of Omicron, which sounds like a movie, variant? So it came across their desks in January this year. However, known cases have potentially dated back to mid-November last year. This is the big month, though, for the son of Omicron. There was a particular spread of the strain in Denmark, India and the UK. Over in the UK, the United Kingdom Health Security Agency identified more than 400 cases of BA.2 in the first 10 days of the month. But taking all of this into account, the World Health Organization maintains that while Omicron is considered a variant of concern, its sub-variant, BA.2, has not been singled out yet as a sub-variant of concern. 
However, it's a bit worrying that some countries are seeing a significant increase in the number of cases of the strain. So that's led the World Health Organization to say investigations into the nature of the subvariant and whether it's got any attributes that are particularly concerning is one of their key priorities. If it's just a subvariant, what actually makes it different to the original variant of Omicron? Like, how is it different? And therefore, why are we giving it a different name? So for this answer, we need to think about mutations. We heard from a COVID-19 project leader at the CSIRO on ABC last week who said the strain shares 32 mutations with the original Omicron variant, but has 28 mutations that are different. It's these differences in mutations that make the strain stealthy. And this is because of a genetic quirk that makes it more difficult to identify on a PCR test. But let me just clarify that point. It doesn't necessarily mean that the son of Omicron variant doesn't show up on PCR tests. It more means that the results at the back end of the PCR tests for investigators, it's going to be harder to see that it's a variant of concern. It's got no kind of attribute that a PCR test can pick up that makes it look different to Omicron or even Delta. There was an interesting comment from Dominic Dwyer, the director of New South Wales Health Pathology at Westmead Hospital, who explained there's no problem picking it up and saying it's positive with a PCR test. It's just that if a person is positive, you may not necessarily know which variant they have. Just to jump in here, though, Sam, you had COVID and when you tested positive, did you by yourself and presumably with a level of health literacy, what strain you had, you believe you had Delta, whereas other people in our team believe they have Omicron. Are people even being told what variant they have? What's the use in this knowledge right now? It doesn't seem like any individuals in Australia, besides for perhaps if they enter the health system and undergo a more thorough investigation, are being told what variant they have. But the information is very important for scientists to understand trends and for government agencies, public health departments to react to a potential new variant. The concern here is that the son of Omicron variant could be spreading right now. We just don't have the testing infrastructure to necessarily identify it as a different variant. What do we know about if son of Omicron is actually spreading in Australia? We do know it's in Victoria. You might have heard Victorian COVID-19 commander Jerome Weimar announce there were a handful of cases of the son of Omicron in Victoria. Here's Weimar explaining BA2 and what it looks like for the state. We're obviously following the, the international uh, developments on, on, the, on the BA2 uh, subvariant of Omicron closely. Still very early days in terms of understanding exactly how that's moving around. I'm aware there's a, there's a, there's a, a very small number of cases that, that, may, that have been detected here in Victoria and our, our clinical teams are working through with that. Um, but at this point in time, this is an Omicron variant. So this is not, uh, as, as, far as, as, as far as our clinical teams are aware at the moment, this is not a new variant. It doesn't behave differently. It looks like a, a part of the Omicron variant that we're dealing with at the moment. But as more information comes in, we'll, we'll adjust our strategy if we need to. So that announcement was made by Victorian Health last week. And since then, the strain has made its way to pretty much every state in the country. It sounds like it's pretty early days for the son of Omicron. Is there any idea when we will find out more about it? This seems to be the pattern, Zara, with these new strains. I mean, I remember having this exact conversation with you when Omicron was first hitting the headlines. We don't know because the sample size of people with identified son of Omicron cases are so low. But one of the key 
concerns scientists have is whether people who have already contracted Omicron or a previous variant like Delta or Alpha will also be susceptible to contracting the son of Omicron variant. So, for example, talking about me again and my COVID experience, I was totally convinced I had Delta. So I am wary that I could catch Omicron because the research says you could catch both. What we don't know is someone who has Omicron or had Omicron if they're susceptible to catching this new variant. What we do know is that the sample size of cases is way too small to make any meaningful conclusions. So we're just going to have to sit tight and wait for more data to become available. Obviously, our big hope here is that the new son of Omicron variant doesn't cause more severe disease or evade the current vaccine or is substantially more spreadable. And we know that more cases because of a higher transmissibility would lead to further hospitalizations. But only time will tell. That is all we have time for today on The Daily Oz. Thank you for joining us on this Monday, the 31st of Jan. If you like what you hear, please, we would love you to leave a review on Spotify, Apple Pods, or wherever you're listening to us. As an independent media organisation, it really means the world to us. So thank you in advance and have a beautiful week.